Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Vince Kochi, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by the lovely, the brilliant, my co-host. Keep going. More adjectives. I think I'm, I'm out. Oh, you're out after lovely and brilliant? <laughs> Hi, I'm Grant Spanier. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> this hey, is very Grant. fireside chat-ish. I like it. I know. I should have a cup of... Uh, yeah, straight whiskey. Isn't that what we drink by firesides? Or apple cider. Whatever your poison oh, is. Oh, now that sounds nice, actually. <laughs> uh, great episode this week. We sat down with Amy and Jennifer Hood of Hoodspa. And that is a self-started design shop in Southern California, Newport Beach. There are a couple of awesome ladies, twins, who went into business together and their insights and their stories were great, and it, it just led to a great conversation. Yeah, I mean, definitely some records being set here. Uh, first Twins episode. Yeah. Total number of participants at four, new record. Ding, ding, ding. These guys are the, the Guinness World Book of podcasters. <laughs> no, the, man, I, lo- I, love the, I love those ladies. I love the hood ladies. They have chutzpah, which, uh, of course, is an illusion. Uh, their name, Hoodspah. It's like sort of that street style Hoodspah. Um, and we really got into it. What were we chatting about, Vince? Yeah, we were chatting about partnerships. And oh, yeah, partnerships. How So important with twins, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And so they had some really interesting perspectives. Uh, just like what kind of partnerships you encounter, how to maintain those partnerships, how to start new partnerships. Family business, delicate balance yep. there. Oh, yeah. Tough, but I do know one tool that would probably help anybody starting out flawless uh, a design firm. Flawless uh, is uh, Harvest, uh, the show sponsor uh, for today, episode nine. And Harvest is is an awesome tool. You may have heard me talk uh, talk about it before, but it's something that I use to run my business. Uh, I know a lot of other folks that do too. It helps me invoice clients. It helps me keep track of time, budgets, uh, and projects in general makes it very easy and gets the stuff uh, that I don't want to do out of the way and, and allows me to free up the mind and the time to do the stuff I do want to do, which is the creative work. So uh, big thanks to Harvest. Go go download uh, or go uh, check out Harvest uh, and you can uh, get a 30-day free trial, which is great. And uh, after the 30 days, you can get half off your first month by entering the promo code 10KHRS. That's 10KHRS. Uh, and get half off your first month. So that's like... 60 days for very minimal fee. Definitely worth checking out. The product uh, is amazing. At getharvest.com. Yeah, it's good stuff. Getharvest.com. Uh, you very well said, Grant. You know what? Thank you. I don't have any clients, and I still like to just go in and just screw around in the app because it's that user-friendly and intuitive. Well, it's good to track your time, man. You know, just be aware. You got 168 hours every week. Uh, what are you spending them on? My question. Ooh, well said, man. Well said. Another show topic. But uh, enjoy episode nine with uh, Amy and Jen Hood from Hoodspa Design Co. Uh, we're talking about partnerships. Actually, I will say this is a first, a podcast first. We've only had three people, I think, yep, total. two or three, right? and this is our first Whoa. four. Guys, this uh-huh. is a, a record. Foursome. That's like a cherry bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, boy. Man. 
Today, our guests are Jen and Amy. Maybe it's Jennifer and Amy. What is there a long form of Amy? I'm not sure. Um, of Hoodspa Design Co. out of Newport, uh, Newport Beach, and it's beautiful there. And I'm jealous. Very jealous. And these guys are, uh, or these ladies are, a couple of very, very rad designers, and they're running their own shop, and they seem pretty great. And so we're very excited to talk to them. But before we get to that, Vinny, I'm really curious. Uh, what are you putting your time into right now? What are you working on? What am I working on right now? Well, as yeah, right, right now. this instant, I'm working on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> no, it's been all creative writing the last couple of days. I've been Ooh. lucky enough to have some time off from the office to relocate my apartment. And in my quiet hours between unloading boxes, I've been uh, putting some pen to paper in some of my more that is romantic, fictional pursuits. <laughs> and so that's always really nice. And this, the whole atmosphere of upheaval and this time in your life where you're changing things, it leads to good writing, I find. So it's been a good couple of days wow. for that. You think I can read some of that? Because I'm pretty sure like four or five episodes ago, you were talking about the first chapter of your novel. That <laughs> yeah, I that is still under construction, yeah, as you yeah, might believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Keep your ears open in the next couple of weeks, and uh, I'll have something in front of you. Cool. That's good hey man, what about you? What have you been working on lately? Uh, just jamming, man. Jamming on some design stuff. Been working with Gumroad, like I said recently. Uh, they're really cool, and I've uh, been doing some fun projects with them. So that's most of my time in recovering from knee surgery. That's right. also pretty much a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you mentioned how every so, task you do is just slower. Yeah, it's like multiplied by eight or nine. Like getting water takes me like 35 oh, minutes. Oh, man. But hey, it's cool. And more importantly, I'm curious, ladies... Uh, what you guys are working on right now, and maybe if you could introduce yourselves and say your name first so we can try to get your, your voices straight. Okay. Um, well, I'm Amy. I think I talk a little higher. That's what people have said, so I don't know if that helps. And nice. I'm Jen, and I talk a little lower, but I can talk lower. Oh, oh my. <laughs> oh, my. Don't go too low. I think, I think we're just going to talk over each other and, and leave it to you guys to try and decipher. That's like fine. That. I yeah. think that's a fun game. So what are you guys, uh, what are you putting your time into right now? What are you working on? Gosh, a ton of projects, mainly branding projects, just companies that are getting started uh, that need, you know, the whole thing from A to Z. We've been doing a lot of um, things for companies where we help them come up with their whole business model too. So there's just client discoveries that just take hours on hours on hours and hours, tons of research, but it's really fun because we're helping them do things right from the very beginning. So that's been a really, really fun new thing that we've been doing a lot more of is helping our clients really, really find their niche in the market and then doing a really great brand from there. Um, awesome. Yeah. So. I, and before we get too deep, I'm curious, are there any other like super differentiating qualities between you guys? I know you guys are totally to different stage, people, but just I a little bit. This is Jen Hood right. and Amy Hood from Hutzpah Girls, at, or Hutzpah, sorry, as uh, as Grant yeah. said, and they are twin sisters because I don't think oh, I don't yeah, think we I mentioned that mention. so far on the cast. No, yes. yeah, yeah. Not only sisters, they are twins. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, crazy. I think the easiest differentiator that people say is Amy has me. Amy has tattoos, and Jen has. Um, well, right now she has pink hair and glasses. So oh. I feel like there's some pretty <laughs> easy differentiators right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the tattoos are permanent, so that's the easiest. Just look for tattoos, and it's Amy. Tattoos, Amy. And Got then it. if they're pure and clean, they're just. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm kidding. Pure the and undefiled. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> Holy undefiled. So, Vinny, what are we what are we talking about today with the Hoodspah girls or women? Excuse me. Hoodspah ladies. Do you pref- do you have a a noun that you guys prefer? <laughs> gals. Hoodspah gals. Oh, gals. Sorry. 
That's nice. Uh, we're talking to Jen and Amy about partnership and whether that means a collaborator, a confidant, a business partner, a vendor, all the different things partnership can mean, uh, I love yeah, it. How, to, how to manage those partnerships <laughs> and what rare. makes a good partnership. I think to kick it off, uh, I'm curious, maybe you guys could just talk us through how you guys got started working together. And what it's like to work together as twin sisters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, Well, it's kind of weird how it happens, but we've pretty much always worked together. Um, When I was taking my first design class at Saddleback College, I was working at this coffee store and this guy came in and he was asking me about what I was studying. And And I told him graphic design and he was like, hey, we need an intern and it's paid. Like, do you want the job? And I was like, sure. And then uh, he was like, oh, by the way, we need another intern. And I said, "Uh, my twin sister Jen does the same thing. And he's like, (laughs) so I got Jen in and then we both just stopped going to school because we were learning so much at this design shop that we were we were just found that we were learning a lot quicker and it was we were getting paid to do it instead of paying a school Um, so we were kind of doing the old apprenticeship thing and so yeah we just were working together ever since then and then when we quit that job um, Jen kind of went off to this other magazine and I was doing starting freelance and stuff but I mean literally a year later we were both um, doing freelance and just realizing hey we should start our own thing like we could definitely do this people had been asking us for years like, hey, can you work on this stuff? And we just didn't have time. And we're like, let's let's make time and let's let's have this work out. And it just worked out that we were both like looking for work at the same time. And we're like, you know what? We should. This is like our chance. Like, we can't find a gig that's paying, so let's just make up our own gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. Yeah, and it, it seems like you guys are killing it. Um, I mean. You guys put out a lot of stuff. It seems like you guys are just churning. Very good work as well. It's nonstop. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it is nonstop. That's actually why we hired on the first non-designer role, which was our, we call her a producer. We took that out of column five's book because we do a little bit of work with them as far as they subcontract us sometimes to help with their infographics. Column five it was? Yeah, column five. They're also out of Newport Beach, but they're a really big uh, infographic firm and they do a lot of stuff with really big companies. Um, yeah, they're on the uh, Forbes 500 fastest, fastest growing companies Ooh, list. Cool. Yeah, they're like hot shots. Josh Ritchie and Ross Crooks and all those guys, they're just like killing it. Awesome. Yeah. And, they're, and they're really smart. So it's really like awesome to be able to work with them because they're just, they'll like help you with your business model and stuff. They're amazing. But um, anyways, but they, whenever they do sent us a job, they would always have a producer role attached to it. And that person would always like be the liaison between us and the client of Column Fives. So... Um, we took a page out of their book and hired on a producer who has kind of started helping us as taking on the role of like helping us manage projects, being that face to the client so that we're not um, spending all of our times doing emails, you know, because we were realizing that most of our nine to five was spent quoting, um, emailing, responding to problems, uh, setting up jobs, invoicing. And then we had to do all of the design after hours. It was just getting exhausting. Yeah, it was a nightmare. (laughs) If I could, if I could plug, I swear this is, they're not paying me to do this, but uh, do you guys use Harvest at all? No, we don't. Oh, listen, I, (laughs) you should go check out Harvest as far as like, I don't know if you use a program for invoicing. But for me, I use it to manage, like, time tracking for all my contractors. Oh, And I use it for invoicing and all my online stuff. It's, like, amazing. So nice. Budgets, everything. Very cheap, too. 
Yeah, yeah we have QuickBooks Online. Um, oh, that's fine. And that's how we export all our stuff, and it just helps us like do our accounting too. And mm-hmm. then we use um, we're using Rike for like project management and mm-hmm. uh, time tracking and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, there's like a million and one different time tracking. We've tried like forty different ones. We're just trying to find the best one. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I've been down that road too. I will say Harvest for me has been the best. But either way, um, that's really cool. So as far as dynamics go, when we're talking about partnerships, like. You guys are both designers. How does that play out at your company? You know, like, what, do you, what are your roles there? Or what does that look like? Right. Well, usually, um, I mean, we have a lot of repeat clients, which is nice. So it's, I mean, I'd say half of the, our customers are, are people that we're always working with, and then half are new. So the ones that we've always been working with, it's just like whoever started the relationship is usually the one who always tackles that project. And we try not to collaborate, me and Amy, as far as, like, me being responsible for half of the project and Amy being responsible for half of the project because usually it just gets stressful and competitive and it's like, um, it's just not productive. We'll usually have one name that's like the ultimate responsible party for that project, but then it's their job to be like, ask for feedback and ask the team for like critique and help to make it a more solid project. Um, but yeah, we'll usually divvy it up. Like if you already have a pre-existing relationship with a client, it's usually the, the optimal situation if you do that project otherwise if it's new clients we'll just kind of try and gauge oh they liked these three projects that we did and most of those were done by you know amy so amy's going to use do that project mm-hmm. um or amy has more time so she's going to do that project and that's usually how we did it that up. sounds like a great cool. system and i think something to take away from that is having ground rules in any partnership clearly very important just not leaving anything up to interpretation being clear from the get-go i'm curious as to I know Grant, you have, I have, and we're doing it together on this show, but uh, a partner finding the perfect mix of closeness, business, friendship, that sort of thing is always a tricky bit of business when finding a new partner. Is it easier or harder having someone who's so close to you being a twin sister going into a, going into a business like this? Um, I think it's way easier having Jen involved with this with me. Um, like, honestly, I was, I forgot who I was talking to the other day, but I was like, I don't know how people establish businesses with people that are not, <laughs> because wow. I mean, at least I know if anything goes wrong, like I know where to find Jen. <laughs> like she can't skip out on she me. <laughs> yeah. Like she can't skip out on me. Like it's, I just, I used to be really naive about business and like, Oh, people don't want to screw you over. And like. I mean, I I don't think everybody is looking to screw people over, but it does happen, you know? And, um, just as far as like, I'm, I don't, you know, like any interaction with anybody in business goes, like you just kind of have to be careful and just smart, you know, like, like you were saying, just like really clarifying the ground rules, making sure you've got contracts and, and stuff like that. But I actually love working with Jen. We've like our, our mom raised us really strictly. Like we weren't allowed to stay shut up to each other. So we've always been pretty, yeah, like it was crazy, but because of that, we've always been really close. Like we moved incessantly when we were younger. So we kind of had to be each other's best friends in like new cities. Mm. So I, I think it's really easy to work together just because of that. But, um, it can also be really hard because it's sometimes it's hard to take critique from your sister when you're like, you're just being rude. Like, you know, like you're just, you know, whatever. Instead of like, if, you know, my producer or our other designers say something like I'm way more apt to, to take that reasonably and be like, okay, like you have a point. Um, but like when Jen says something, I'm like, Oh, no, no, <laughs> that's no, no. really you interesting. Know? Cause it's like automatically personal. <laughs> I would imagine that would be the case because I find it hard enough to draw 
professional lines when I'm working with a close friend. I can't imagine it would be any easier when working with someone you spend your whole life being close to. Well, I think critique, no matter what, is always hard. But I think going back to what you said before, I think um, the most important thing that we've learned about partnerships, whether it's your sister or anybody or a friend, especially sisters and friends, (laughs) anyone who's family, (laughs) friend, or you want to keep long-term relationships with beyond work, (laughs) is to clearly define parameters. Like, when we started, probably the hardest thing we've realized is that, like, just leave nothing up to interpretation or else either you or the other person is going to feel like something, someone's end of the bargain wasn't held up. Um, because you've both interpreted it to mean different things, your relationship, because it wasn't clearly stated. So if we've learned anything, it's like when you're asking someone to come on for something, you've got to just really structurally set up the, a clear and defined set of boundaries. Like you are going to do X, Y, and Z, um, deliverables will include X, Y, and Z. And you know, um, if when you'll get paid, exactly. You can't do. Yes. Here's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's Yeah. And I mean, that way you can at least be like, well, we did agree to this. And then you don't have to be like, you're not helping me. And well, I thought you were going to do that. And you know, there should always be like, it should always be hyper clear, like who's responsible for what. And especially Mm. what the process is. It's like, uh, who does what, when it's supposed to be done, you know, figuring out a a schedule, um, making sure everybody knows where the files are and where to save the files. (laughs) I mean, it's simple stuff that you think, oh, well, he emailed it into me. Yeah, he emailed it to me. She sent it to me on Google Docs and someone else sent it to me on Dropbox. Well, make sure everybody knows to put it in one place so that you're not chasing everything, you know? It it sounds like we have a similar neurosis, (laughs) like... Uh, but I mean, I think running your own thing, you kind of get a little crazy about that stuff out of necessity, Um, but uh, yeah, you have to. And uh, another interesting thing there though, is something me and Vince talk a a lot about. And by the way, Vince and I were friends first before we started podcasting. So that's an interesting dynamic, um, that we've had to navigate, right, Vinny? But, um, (laughs) but, uh, the thing that we talk a lot about is like, is working with other people. There are these signals when someone gets it, we say that like, oh, they get it. Like they're on your level. And to me, a really big signal when someone doesn't get it is when they're not setting expectations right away. I'm like, oh, okay, this person is like not been through enough. They're not that professional. You know what I mean? Right. They're, a little, they're a little bit too idealistic about this stuff. And it's like, no, we need like this is in everybody's best interest to like lay totally. the ground rules. Like this isn't about being corporate. This is about just being smart and respectful of each other. So right. it is tough because people are like, well, this way I had this one lady, she wanted a quote and she was upset with me when I was trying to give her licensing, um, you know, Ooh. scenarios. And she was like, well, I don't want to be nickel and dimed. And I was like, I'm not trying to nickel and dime you. I'm trying to give you a reasonable, um, you know, a couple of reasonable rates because you can't afford a buyout. Like this is for you. This isn't me nickel and diming and me being petty. Like this is just, you know, like if you're successful, we're successful. If not, like you have this really great Um, cheap, you know, solution for design work. Um, And it's easy for people to feel like, you know, like that you, like you're being too uptight or like there's too many rules or, or whatever. Yeah. It's too formal, but I've realized that like, we've tried to be relaxed, but I feel like this industry is already so creative and it's already so like subjective in, on so many other levels that on the business side or just on the organizational side, you have to, you have to clear, like clearly define that. Because otherwise, I feel like everything is just so subjective, and it's easy to get really overwhelmed and just and off projects oh, yeah. to get yeah completely off track. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So so uh, what you're talking about there, like if we can side note for a bit, I think this would be really valuable because I think a lot of like designers listen to this, um, and what you're talking about sounds a lot like Jessica Hish has put a really good thing out, a uh, blog post out about like pricing and licensing and stuff. 
I don't know if you guys feel comfortable talking about how you structure licensing or if that's a thing. Honestly, we, we read that post too, and it's, yeah. it's how we based a lot of what we were yeah, doing. It like, is. Okay. Um, yeah, so we just kind of took a, we read her post, and it seemed to fit a lot of, you know, what we were finding is, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the client, like how big they are, probably how much budget they have. We, we always try and ask a client up front, you know, what their budget is. Um, and yeah, just working with people, but also trying to make sure that it's fair, you know, on our end, like if this thing completely blows up, you know, like that we're getting, you know, a, a fair, a fair yeah. piece of the, of the action. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's really tough though. I still find it really hard to do licensing quotes. Um, sometimes it's really just hard to tell like how big a company our client is and like what's fair and what they think is fair. And, yeah. and even sometimes we've had really big companies come to us with just super offensive numbers, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just like, and I think they think cause they're big, like, and I'm sure that they've had this experience that because they're this huge name that people would just work for nickels and dimes, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't care who you are. You could be the Pope. Like I'm not I working need for that. Right on the table, son. <laughs> And that, yeah. that's not a very good partnership, though. I, I exactly. think, like, the ideal situation is, with a client is we are truly partnering. You know, you're still a client, and we get that, but Definitely. we're both bringing to the table. And something I've realized, especially over the past two, three years, is, wow, my success is really dependent on the quality of the client. If oh, my client isn't giving good feedback, that. isn't giving good direction, is not smart, like, I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, and that's when you also, like, have to know the balance of, like, so trying to offer a consultation, too, which a lot of times it's, like, we also try and build that into our fee is that yeah. um, there's what we've started building into the fee, this, like, discovery phase where we allow ourselves, like, a certain amount of hours to, like, um, do more in-depth research about the client than we mm-hmm. normally would do. Um, just to make sure, so we, we'll do research on the client, on their market, and on potential, like, um, competitors and, like, how they could stand out and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which you always do a little bit of, but we've now, like, allotted, like, a specific amount of time, so we make sure that we get, like, a good hunk of time, but um, but having that knowledge under the belt, like, we've also built in a little bit of time to make sure we can consult clients, like, mm-hmm. so when we send proofs now, it's not just, like, hey, here's options a b c and e pick one like each page has an option and then it explains exactly why we think they should choose that option and you know the pros and cons it might be that they've asked for a specific concept and we show them the pros of like you know using it but we also want to make sure that they know that like okay you can't use this in really small areas Mm -hmm. so that's you know not a very good benefit or whatever but um yeah offering consultation is huge that you can try and help guide the client um, the only problem is, is when they start like just not wanting it, and it's like, look, I hired you to do this, just do it and don't talk, kind of thing. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, it's so tough. It's really tough. I feel, I feel like we could talk for a long time about this, and we, I swear, we should later. Just like the like quoting and estimating and like different strategies for that, especially when you're small, it's like really intense and kind of important. And it's tricky. Yeah. We're talking about partnerships. When you have an established yeah. long-term partner, that stuff I feel like becomes easy. And becomes almost unspoken. Yeah. But starting a new totally. partnership, that is probably one of the largest hurdles you face, is getting on equal footing and equal understanding with pricing and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It is. And as you get, like, bigger clients, like, it's really hard to know, like, how to start increasing your rates mm. to allow for more time and to allow for the fact that you're also getting better at it and you're, you know, you're more knowledgeable. And I feel like it's really hard just as we keep growing and getting these better clients that need, you know, that have, they have budgets and, you know, I'm always thinking like, okay, we, we could do it in this amount of time. And I'm like, 
No, we could, but but should we? Like, we're going to stress ourselves out to no end, and that doesn't leave us any room for error. So, like, I'm trying to be a lot more like, okay, yeah, we could finish it in this, but should we? (laughs) Like, we should tack on this safety net so that no matter what, like, this client gets a really awesome product, and we're not completely stress balls at the end, you know? Yeah, stress balls. I like that. Stress balls. So, you guys mentioned something earlier that that really piqued my interest. Uh, You said recently you just hired your first non-designer, and I would assume first non-member of the Hood family uh, partner recently. No, actually, we have we have a couple other people that are non-Hoods. Well, I mean... But she is a... We have... Oh, sorry. Either way, my question is, you started out just the two of you, this almost this family affair. What was it like bringing the first new non-related people into the manifold? Was it challenging? Were they easy to work with right off the bat? And what's it like working with your vendors and clients when they know that you two are are a family? Um, Well, I'd say, like, bringing in outside people was fairly easy because... Um, Julia, our designer, she does a lot of, um, she does a lot of, uh, like brand overall, like a uh, collateral and, uh, production Identity design and stuff system. like that. Yeah. So like we'll do a logo and then she'll take it and make like business cards and like all the other collateral and stuff, things like that. So, um, she, we worked with her at a magazine for like, uh, or Jen did for like a year. So we already knew like, Hey, this girl works really hard and she's really good at what she does. So, like, we already kind of had this great, like, test run that (laughs) we didn't even, you know, like, we didn't even have to wonder, like, gosh, will she work hard? Will she be, like, good at her job? Does she know what she's doing? Does she know the programs? Like, we knew right off the bat that she was really good at what she did. So that was really lucky for us. So that was a really lucky hire. And then our other, our producer, Sarah, it was kind of a similar thing. Like, we had, we ran in the same circles. Like, she was a designer, too. We had seen the things that she had worked on, and we had, like, talked to her multiple times about, you know, projects she was working on and projects we were working on and we just loved her energy and she mainly we just realized that she was an amazing um mover like she could get projects rolling and get them finished and so that's why we we approached her even though she's got a design background we were like hey could you be our producer like could you help us keep everything on track so we're not busy doing that um and so that's kind of how we got our two main hires and then our friend lauren was just a friend of a friend and uh, she, we were looking for developers, and we had had such bad experiences of people just, like, oh, starting something and then just falling off the face of the earth. Yeah, and we could not find a designer who, developer. or sorry, a developer who, you know, who would, like, stay on a project and, like, deliver what we needed. And then we just, like, our friend introduced us to this girl who had just moved back into town, and she's become our, you know, our developer on all of our websites. So, yeah, I think they all started as friends, and I, and for some reason it's just worked out so far mm-hmm. with, with our, those, those hires, and we're just really, really thankful for it. But it's definitely a different dynamic. I mean, me and Jenna are used to just kind of, like, talking at each other. Yeah. And, yeah, we realized that, again, we had to get more structure. We had to get more formal, especially now that there's, like, two interns, two in the in the office. It's, like, we've never, like, been people to, like, plan the week. Like, internally, me and Amy know exactly what we need to do. But as far as, like, managing a team, we had to get way better about, like, okay, so-and-so is going to be here on this day. So-and-so is going to be here on this day. we got to make sure that they have stuff ready to roll so that they're not just sitting on their hands. Um, hand sitting, no good. The hand sitting is that never good. Never good, never <laughs> good. And it did take us a a while, and it's still taking us a while to get used to making sure everyone's, like, you know, efficiently just, like, set up to get going. Probably one of the best things we ever did, though, is, like, we are all, like, sitting in the same room designing when everybody's in the office, but we'll all just be on Skype and just, like, Skype each other when we have things and questions to ask. 
because you probably, Skype each other? Literally, because Come of the same. On. No, but think about this. Okay, wait till you crash. <laughs> okay. So, so think about this. So, you know how annoying it is when you're like trying to design and someone's like yelling at you, like, "Hey, look at my screen. Hey, come the here. Worst, the hey, worst, come the here. Worst. Look at my screen. I know, I know. You know what I mean? So you just send a screenshot and say, "Hey, when you get a chance, look at this. It's okay. like so much better." And you get, and then okay, you okay, okay, okay. In yeah. my head, though, you were like video chatting <laughs> each other, no. and that was like weird. I feel like you would be able to see yourself in the background, and that's just too much to me. That's a nightmare. Yeah. No, but it's hilarious. I mean, half the time we get distracted and just send each other like stupid bullshit. But that, like, I'm into that. That's yeah, good. that's good. All right, um, you guys, you win that one. You're cool. Yeah. Hey, question though. Uh, so it seems like it's a very female group. Yeah. Yeah. Was that intentional, or is that just like natural? No, it wasn't intentional. It just like, happened. Like, would you say you hate men or? No. So, um, we're feminists. No, we're yeah. not feminists. I'm feminist like the last... design co. You should yeah. switch your name. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I am the last person that would ever be considered a feminist. <laughs> yeah. No, it was not intentional at all. And in fact, a guy worked for us for a while, and we do a lot of subcontracting with guys. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, in, in the, I don't know if it's just Orange County or if it's just the the hiring area now, like we were just, there were a lot of girls that were applying and not a lot of guys. And, um, our two interns that we got, we got through, um, a Chapman review, um, portfolio student review thing Uh, at the local, at the local university. And it literally probably 80% of the class of design students are girls. Wow. So I don't don't know if it's just around here or if it's the next generation of designers, but they're like all girls. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because we went to um, Creative South, this design um, convention last year, and it was a sausage fest. <laughs> like, our odds were no, awesome. Man. Like, it was oh. like 9 <laughs> to ladies. 1. Like, it was hey, awesome. Hey, did you see did you see Josh E. Long down there? Oh, I love Josh Long. Yeah, he was so oh, cool. Oh, nice. my gosh. Josh like, was the impetus to start the podcast. Yeah, are, I know. I was so pro- excited. Oh, nice. You knew that. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's it a man. was so funny. At his, on his uh, talk at Creative South, he had one of his books, you know, Execute. Yep. And like at one point, he was like, "Does anybody want a free book?" And the crowd went freaking wild. And people were screaming and like pulling <laughs> at their faces. And he threw it down the aisle, and people started like mauling each other what? to get into this free book. Oh it was insane. God, it was like Josh. social Darwinist exper- experiment in the middle of this like nice, like otherwise calm uh, event. It was so crazy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Josh will do that, you know? He'll mix it up. He threw it on the floor. People were crawling on the floor. People were turning chairs over. It was insane. Oh, my God. It was insane. That is crazy. What a fella. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, he hangs up with Jared Leto. He's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) He and Jared Leto are just just buddies. They just chill on the weekends. Yeah, he said they used to jam together when he lived in L.A. I'm like, excuse Ah. me? (laughs) We're working on a video right now. We're still trying to wrap it up. It's been, like, a long time. But we went to Patterns, his school. Uh, oh, cool. For a few days back in like December, I think it was. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. Sarah was there. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. Probably Sarah Par- Patterman there. I'm not. Yeah, that's a good pronunciation. Yeah. Not bad. Thanks, Vin. For sure. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's just, just lovely. Just a lovely person. That's awesome. Um, okay, so. Vinny, where are we at? Can you get us back on the rails? I feel like we. we got off yeah, on, just for a off? second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was good. It was good stuff to talk about. You mentioned. Yeah. I think we were talking about feminism. <laughs> we were. We were talking hey, about we militant on, right? feminism and that men are the worst. <laughs> yeah. No, you mentioned that you did work men with a lot pigs. of male vendors and uh, specialty partners. Would you want to go into how you form some of those relationships and partnerships? Yeah, it's actually shocking. Like, I think we have a pretty masculine style of design um, overall. Like, I think uh. we prefer 
Like if you look at our website, it's very dark. It's that's kind of the like hood mystical. Part of hoods, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, a little bit of like that street element. Exactly. Yeah, so we we like the more masculine or like edgy kind of design. So I think we we actually tend to get a lot of male clients, but we also have a lot of gr- uh, feminine clients. You know, girl clients that, that have you know that need that more feminine design. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think we just, all of our clients so far have been awesome so far because they're just, it's word of mouth. Like every, every job we've ever gotten is word of mouth so far. And we're, this upcoming year, we're actually starting to plan like marketing strategy and like how we're going to like start finding the clients we want on our terms. But for, for now, like we've gotten such a great base of clients just based off of word of mouth. And so pretty much for, for now, it's just like friends of friends and some of them are guys, some of them are girls. So well, I think that's <laughs> well, the best thing about partners though, when they go from being a partner to being an advocate. And that means right. the partner now becomes more partners. And that's I think that's one of the most important things about getting close to someone that you work with is that you, you're not just helping each other succeed at the one thing that you're working on with one another. You're helping each other succeed down the road. Oh, totally. That's so true. Yeah, yeah that, was, like, that was nice. Hey, that was hey, great. Nice guys. And I believe in that. That's, that's so true. Like, we have a... A girl, Leah Sasey, we just did a, like a whole brand thing for her, new logo, website, um, all the collateral, you know, all the goodies, like um, letter pressed, thank you cards, like she went all out, Ooh. super, super sexy. And so we did it that for her, and then like I just got this restaurant um, brand build that I'm working on, and I was like, oh, I need food photography, like I'm going to call her. And I asked her if she did it, and of course she did, so I'm like able to use my previous clients to help new clients. It's just this beautiful, it beautiful It is a beautiful thing. ecosystem, <laughs> everybody helping everybody. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's great, man! What nice, what nice vibes! I like all the good. So vibes. many good vibes. You know, vibes. I'm almost scared to do it, but but what do you think about taking a few minutes, Grant? I think that's fun. I, I'm curious because uh, our our guests today are from uh, from California. Side note, I'm a big fan of the OC. You guys obviously watched that, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just trying to find. I have all the DVDs, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch? <laughs> Me too. Well, t- actually, technically, I stole them from, like, high school uh, friends that were girls. <laughs> I, like, hesitated to say Slowly girlfriends. Because I didn't want it to be, like... like I, 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 I yeah. stole it from my harem of girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey, that was a, that was good uh, vocab word of the day. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, that was a show I watched. Big fan. I like to think of myself as, like, a combination of Ryan and Seth. I was just going to ask you, are you a Seth or a Ryan? I swear. I'm, I try he to do that in the middle. I'm like, both, I, I, like to do the wit, I like to do the wit side, but I throw a leather jacket on. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man. I like, I'm, I'm Seth riding a motorcycle. Okay. Oh, Seth. So, <laughs> wow. Um, so, maybe within that is our off-topic topic, which is your favorite or, or maybe guilty pleasure TV show? Okay, well, obviously the OC is already listed. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah, that's like off the table. But I have so many. I mean, pretty much all I watch is <laughs> Please. TV. Okay. Let's hear them all. This is a good topic, I guess. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to start with what I started rewatching recently, which is the IT crowd, and it's Oh, great. wow. That's not that guilty. Oh, by that the way, is a great Jen show. is talking right now. Oh, this is Jen. Oh, yeah, well, that wasn't me, but this is Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I thought so. Oh, okay, so yeah, but I take her out, I've been watching that, and then um, I've been rewatching Buffy while I'm designing, oh, wow. because so there's good. literally like 40 seasons, <laughs> and I Are you a just, Joss like, Whedon fan? Do you know Joss? Uh, I don't know him personally, but <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think it's just like mindless TV that I can have going on in the corner of my screen, so I don't have to listen to the same music over sure. and over again. It's like, call. it's why I put on AM radio sometimes, just because I can't stand music anymore, you know? Side note, let me throw this at you. We should do, uh, like, I used to do a lot of turntable. Wait, turntable, I think, might be dead now. Aww. 
Uh, you know Turntable? Do you ever use that? Turntable FM? Oh, is it? I totally it's remember like that. Shared, it's like you could make your own like radio station? DGA thing. Was it like kind of like, like FM? Multiple, multiple people could go in, in a room at a time and listen. I don't know. Anyway, I was, all I was going to say was we should do like a co-playlist thing. I think that's a nice way to like connect with people. I don't oh, know. Oh, totally. That'd be okay. fun. All right. That'd be all right. fun. Great. I'm going to put that as a to-do on my list. But you were talking Good to call. us about TV shows. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, we'll put we'll put Twin Peaks on the projector oh, sometimes. Wow, respectable. Get super weird. We'll get super weird if people, especially if like a new like intern is in office, we'll just like put it on and like not oh, explain anything. It. Especially like that first episode where the mom is just shrieking for like half of the episode. <laughs> so we really like to go that route sometimes. Oh, man. And then um, there's a lot of Disney movies on the projector as well. I mean, it's an all girl. It's an all girl, you know, studio. So I mean, we've got Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. It gets pretty like everybody's singing oh, along. Oh, that sounds like great. Yeah, that sounds great. You should live stream this. This is a live stream. I'm just subscribed. To. Yes. <laughs> right. No, we've talked about this before. How we should live stream the office. <laughs> I was like, this is just it's money winning. But um, I want to hear you guys do a duet of a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh wow well honestly we are huge karaoke oh, fans yes, so uh, awesome. just come down to the local Elks Lodge and you can catch me and Jen so. I'm going to take you How? up on that Grant you want to buy a ticket I mean we, we've promised a lot of our guests that we're going to like come stay in their city and I feel, I feel like we'll make good at some point yeah. you guys don't ever get to Minneapolis obviously have you ever been no don't come, come here on. it's cold but isn't that's where aesthetic apparatus is, right? There's a it lot is. of good stuff over there. It is. Oh, aesthetic is great. And they're also uh, some really awesome agencies. It's a agencies great city, too. it really is. Eight hour a day, those guys, as far as design goes. Uh, big table, replace. Yeah, there's so, there's like a huge, nice cultural oh, scene yeah. over there. It's, yeah, the design scene is like really intense, intensely good. That's it's, awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, hey, listen, guys, I will say this. I'm, I'm moving, I'm actually moving my studio into like a two bedroom condo situation. Nice. Which is sort of cool and sort of weird. But uh, I will have an extra bedroom for guests. If you guys find yourselves in Minnesota, you are welcome to stay. Whenever. Okay, we're taking you oh, on that offer. No. You should. You should. I'm just saying, Minnesota <laughs> summers are badass. They're so fun. And okay, there's so many wait. cool design shops to see. Okay, I believe you. Okay, but here's the thing. We've lived on the East Coast. We lived in Wisconsin, New York, t- uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. We've lived all over. But, okay, okay, what I can't handle about the East Coast is the humidity. It kills me. Oh, no yeah. good. Okay, so how humid are we talking about? No, 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 no. We're talking about, like, uh, not humid at all. I don't want to call it Mediterranean because uh, it's warmer than I that. M- but. I mean, I don't mean to undercut you, my friend. No, Vinny, I'm come on. Listen, this, is a, this is a sale. But what this did is we a say, sale. What did we say about Jesus partnership Christ, Vinny, and this being upfront and honest with our partners? It gets Ooh, humid boom, nice. as See, hell here. See, Vinny keeps it straight. Humid. See, it's humid yeah, as hell. unbearably. But I mean, only in August. See, you guys got to come to California. It's crazy. Like, you you won't... I lived in Kentucky and New York for, like, 12 years combined. And after living here, when I go back there, it's just... It is crazy how humid it is back there. And you get used to it, but you should just come out here. It's so dry. Yeah, we should. We should just go. I mean, old people love it. (laughs) Old people love it. That's the slogan of the whole state, I think. They do. They love the dry. Old souls. Hey, Grant. While we're on the subject, kind of, what are your guilty TV pleasures? It, you would think you would think that the person who asked the question has something prepared, right? Yeah, I mean, t- typically, yeah. Uh, let me say, let me say. Actually, like, I feel like my go-to, like, it's like so comfortable and non-threatening. I feel like that was what you were saying about Buffy. It's like you don't have to get invested. It's just like yeah. there. 
but Entourage was like my old my old like oh, yeah. go to. It was just like that one was really popular. It just yeah. felt like home. It felt like home. Not in like the content, but I don't know. It just was like camaraderie and LA. Right. Probably have some good memories associated with watching the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. What's yours, Vince? Oh man. Well, mine's by far the most embarrassing on this list. You guys named cultural classics. We got Buffy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some embarrassing. All right, story. all right. This we'll get back to it. You first. Vince. I just got done watching every single episode this season of The Bachelor, yeah. which was. <laughs> the Bachelor. Oh, okay, oh, wow. no, I've heard that that is like really good. TV. Oh my god! Like, yeah. On the edge of your seat, really. I watched funny. it last year, Vinny. Like, Vinny, I watched it last year, uh, dude. So I know I know Jose. Or Juan Pablo, JP, is it Jose. Juan Pablo, he's worst me. bachelor yeah, yeah. in history. Like clearly, uh, he was horrible. He's a womanizer. He was an idiot. Uh, made for some wonderful television. And there's this almost like sporting gambling aspect to the show where you're like <laughs> pulling for certain women to be train wrecks and pulling for certain women to be awesome and make it to the finals. <laughs> I I can't tear my eyes away every season. It's it's hey, we, should, we should watch together sometime. We're gonna do that now. You, you don't know what you got yourself into, buddy. <laughs> bottle of wine, just hanging out, just a couple bottle of bros, making <laughs> two bottles, just just chilling, just hanging out, you know. Yeah. So that's that's my Partner, partnership, thanks. <laughs> what were your uh, what were your shitty ones, Amy? Was it Amy? Okay, yeah. mine. I mean, I can't believe I'm gonna admit this on, oh, yes. on this thing, but I watched The Vampire Diaries, oh. and it is so embarrassing. <laughs> wow, there we go. Properly embarrassing. That's what I like to hear. I mean, right, you guys? Like, I try not to tell any men that because it's just like automatically losing points. You know, it's like. Oh, but you gosh. gained points for honesty. But, but you know what? Though those shows, I will say, like, if you try to watch any show on Netflix, you start to realize like how just redundant they are. But I can't even keep track of Vampire Diaries. They're throwing the craziest shit at you. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it's so bad. It like breaks the formula. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's they don't. I mean, sure, there's, like, the rehash of, like, the two characters that are, like, always going to be together or whatever. But, I mean, the, like, these, like, other, like, scenarios, like, they're just throwing new crazy stuff at you all the time. It's it's crazy. So, I will say that <laughs> it's at least that. <laughs> but it's definitely embarrassing. I like that most that. of all because That's not nice. only did she admit that she likes the Vampire Diaries, but then she actually spoke out in defense of the show. Huh. <laughs> I gotta I respect that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I think right. my cloud score just went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, your cloud score went up. There are, like, a ton oh, of sweet. internet people who are into <laughs> yeah. vampire tires. Like, oh. <laughs> but, but, like, your influential topics are just, like, taking a bit of a dive. Yeah. Might be, but, um, all right, Vinny, let's, should we transfer? Should we segue? I feel like this is a natural Speaking of vampires. To, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck the segue is from there, man. Yeah, That's yeah. the worst. This is something I'm interested with you guys because you work with a lot of your friends and you said a lot of the ways you meet your new business partners is through previous friendships. How do you set those boundaries and do you even bother setting those boundaries before when does it get too personal or when is it not personal enough maybe? Yeah, honestly, sometimes I just weigh, like I, I take a really like real look at the person and uh and also, like, the company, like, is it their company? Like, is it is it this bigger company where, you know, there's already systems and procedures in place where they know how to work with uh, contractors? Like, um, is this person reliable? Um, do I think, you know, you know, do I think that we're going to have, like, a good repartee? Like, if things 
don't work out completely? Can we still remain friends afterwards? Like, you know, I try to weigh all this situation and honestly budget just weighs into it now that we're so busy. Um, so a lot of times it's like, do they even have the budget, you know? So usually if you'll, if you'll, sometimes like the quote tells you enough, it's like you give them a reasonable quote and if they can't, you know, afford it, you're like, oh, well that was just obviously a nice way, a nice sign that they weren't ready for it or, you know, or it, we wouldn't have been able to give them what they needed with the amount of time that we would have had. And what we've realized is like, a lot of times it's like, you should either do it for the price that it's worth, or you should just do it for free if it's a friend that you believe in. And if it's for free, then you have to set really specific boundaries. Like, like hey, I'm going to do you a free logo, but um, you're only going to get like three concepts to choose from, and then you kind of get what I give you. You know yeah, what I mean? Interesting. And, and it kind of gives you that level of freedom, because if you let them have a cut rate sometimes, which we still do cut rates for friends, and for some people it works. It's not like we totally phase that out. But sometimes with cut rates, you it can end up being like yeah. the same big job because they expect be- it because, because they've now. paid for something oh, yeah. and it's understandable. But, but then there's less freedom to be like, Hey, you kind of get what I give you here because, because I'm giving it. See, to this you. is really interesting you know to me I mean? as someone who doesn't have his own sort of setup being as you and Grant both do. Uh, I, that's very interesting to me because coming from a, like a full service agency, a big, a larger kind of setup, that is a very different business model i don't know that i've ever been on a client where we would just you know exchange for services is well that's not the impetus there though i mean for me like i have tried to explain this to a couple people because i mean you know once you're doing this thing and once you become known for a thing then everybody's hitting you up for that like it's just you're like oh yeah yeah and um what i was explaining to someone recently was like okay i'm like for certain projects like you're, you're evaluating in a lot of different ways. You're evaluating, evaluating it from a portfolio potential, from a relationship potential, from an actual project potential, and just like all this stuff. And when it's something where you're not getting like, you're just not going to make your nut per se out right, of it. Like right, it's just right. not a money thing. You just know it's not going to happen. I prefer to go free because that separates you from obligation. And that's what I've been doing with like a clothing company recently because now I can just pitch like, exactly what i want totally. and totally. i don't, I don't exactly. have to like back it up like it and it, it because the 200 dollars that i would make on that is like nothing compared and to honestly, what i need to make you know oh yeah and honestly like the trouble that you have to go to to invoice it and like get them to pay it and all and, that like, just like just claw take them, it. <laughs> to claw them for two months yeah yeah like please just and they want to set up like a 15 dollar a month oh, no. and you're just like <laughs> you're like please just take it and at that point you're more doing it it's like because you like what they're doing exactly because you believe what they're doing and you're like hey i think i have a cool vision for this and i want to do it the way i want to do it because i think it's the best possible scenario for you anyways yep. and you kind of get to do exactly what you want and add a portfolio piece that you completely dictated for a person but you like. here's what yeah. I say. Here's what I will say about that is like, I feel a responsibility as a good partner to say, hey, this is like not how it usually works kind of. Oh, or, sure. or, or like, yeah. hey, like you can't just expect this sort of free work from people. Yeah. And to ask it is actually offensive. And oh, I, think yeah. it, I think it's shitty as a partner because I've worked with a lot of people who just do that and maybe aren't doing it with me or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> like, sorry, right. but like, don't do that. A yeah. professional is like they set expectations and they they you know they honor that sort of code right. there. Well, to be honest, we hardly ever do free work anymore. It's really yeah. for really close friends or projects that we're like super stoked and we just want to be involved in it in some way. But um, but yeah, I totally hear you. This on is that fascinating one. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to ask both of you, <laughs> Grant, Amy, and Jen, all three of you, 
how do you have those conversations? Those sounds like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they sound like tough conversations to have, setting those guidelines, saying like, I believe in your project. On one hand, I believe in it, and I want it to succeed, and I'm taking it seriously. But on the other hand, you, to quote you, and not in a derogatory way, you're going to get what I give you. I, I mean, is balancing <laughs> right. that just as easy as saying it, or are there tough conversations you have to have? Well, ladies? Um, yeah, well... Usually, like, if we work for free, it is somebody so close where it just comes up in conversation that they're starting this project or they already have this project. And then just as friends, we're just, like, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. Just as friends who just are talking about life and, like, what we're up to. And it just starts to be this thing where I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know what you should do is this, this, or this. Or, you know, make a really cool logo for that is this. Like, I'd be down to do that if you let me do this, <laughs> you know, and, so, it, and it's somebody who's so close that like, we're already talking about this project that I maybe like, I really believe in, or maybe I'm even like getting in on the, you know, like we're doing it kind of together as this fun side project. Um, and it's just kind of like a conversation that we're having, just bouncing ideas off of each other. And it's me being like, you know, Hey, I could do it for you for either like, you know, this, this cheaper rate or like, Hey, I could even just throw this together because it sounds like a fairly basic concept that I think I could just nail, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really tough. And honestly, I rarely, like, it's so rare that I ever work for right. free. Um, just because it's, like you said, it's a really bad standard to set. And I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, she did free work for them, but she won't do free work uh, right, for me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want it to be this thing where, like, people are judging my friendship with them based on whether or not I will or won't hook them up. Because, honestly, now it's just a time thing. Yeah. Like, Jen and I already work nights and weekends, which we're trying not to do. And taking on that's a free good. project is, like, the last thing that I need to do, right. you know, no, <laughs> when I'm working so much already. It weighs on you. It really it does. does. Um, and it's hard sometimes, like, I don't know what you feel like, Grant, but, like, sometimes it's hard not to feel, like, resentful, like, uh, yeah. they, you know, like... They want all these so changes, much. and like yeah. I did so much work, and or maybe they don't put a lot of work into the project in the end, and it just falls dead, and you're like, oh, that for nothing, you know? <laughs> that's a big that's a big factor, I think, in taking on some of those free projects. Like, if I'm going to do a free project, I honestly am like, this better get produced. Like, oh, yeah. this better be a thing that becomes real, or I will find you. <laughs> um, find you, and I will break your knees. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's apt because I just had knee yes, surgery. So that's insensitive. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That was really off base. No. Who was that? Jen? Jen? Mm. Amy? That was Amy. Oh, oh. That was Amy. yeah, it's classic Amy. Course. She like acts like she acts like the sweet one, but she's really <laughs> the knee breaker. Uh, I don't know. It's such a tough balance. Vince, what was your question? Yeah, I was wondering how you have those conversations, like how you even bring it up and oh, yeah, how yeah. you set the guidelines. Okay, so what, what I was thinking during that was like, uh, it seems like the Hoodspa ladies are of the same stature where you've gone through so many like starts of projects, failed projects, completed projects, especially as a freelancer running your own thing, whatever. You just go through this stuff like really quickly and a lot of it high volume. And you start to identify what is like what is real and what isn't. Right, and totally. so to be honest, like at the start of a project, like at the start of a, any conversation about a project, there are really obvious signals and really obvious like signifiers that someone is serious about doing something, that they have the experience, that they have the money, that they have the whatever. It just even might just be the drive to see something through. And if that's not there, you're just like not gonna get involved because you're like, oh, this is just not gonna yeah. happen. I need to trust the person that they're going to see this through because they are very invested in this just as I am. Because if it, besides money, 
it takes a lot of effort to see something all the way to the end. Totally. And so I need somebody who's like going to kick some ass. And especially when I'm giving them something that is like very valuable outside of this context. I mean, it's still valuable in the context, but if they're going to pay nothing for it, like I would charge someone 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3, whatever for this thing. Like I need them to bring it. And so if somebody is very obviously not going to bring it from the get-go, then I just don't do a project with them because it's just like, yeah, okay, it's just clear. Totally. And sometimes it's hard because, like, I remember when we were just starting out, like, and we've tried to do a couple side projects that that are, like, still in limbo because you're trying to bring somebody. uh, We're trying to start a drive-in for Orange County. Oh, and wow. um, so it's a huge event and we've never thrown a huge event. So people are, they're, they're judging us based on the fact that we've never thrown a huge event, even though we have all this preparation and know-how and we know we can pull this off, but getting funders is like, they're, they just say, well, what event have you thrown? Oh, we haven't. Okay, then no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it makes me, when I think about like what I've gone through with that, like it makes me like want to be more like helpful to people when they come to me with ideas, but it really is tough. Like you do have to like make a business decision, like, you know, like what have they produced or like what, what kind of business know-how do they have? And, you know, like, like Grant was saying, like, will it get completed? And, you know, like, do I think it will be successful and I'll get the, the like response and the coverage from that, that kind of makes up for it. being So what I'm, what I'm getting from both of your answers or all three of your answers, uh, is that there just needs to be a level of understanding, whether that's two way with a new partner or one way with a potential partner, Knowing from the get-go how invested each of you are and what each of you are getting out of it makes all the difference in the world when starting a new partnership. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, it's kind of like, do you guys ever watch Shark Tank? Oh my God, all the yeah. time. Yeah, I love that show. But it's hilarious when people come on there with ideas and they're like, oh, I need $500,000 for 10% stake in my company. And then, you know, the shark's like, well, how much have you sold? And they're like, we've sold $5,000. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, you need to show me right, more. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. you need to come, or they don't have hardly anything. Well, like that's, an, that's an entrepreneur complex. I think that's yeah. what we're up against right now is people start a thing, and they get obsessed with it, and they think it's yeah. like the end-all, be-all. And when you've been through some shit, you realize, man, I've started so many things, guys, that have just fucking fallen <laughs> on their face. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, and, and I'm still, like, partnered in a lot of startups, and I have equity and things and whatever. And a lot of those just are not going to turn out. Totally. And it seems like a lot of those people are just like, no, I have the drive. And, the, you know, it's just like, nah, fuck you. I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, listen, there are markets and there are strategies and there are things that right. are like way outside your, your drive. And, and everyone your always says, I'm going to totally. be the perfect partner. You, no one wants it as bad as I do. But oh. everyone, of course, thinks yeah. that about themselves. They all think that they'll be the perfect <laughs> yeah. partner. They're biased but, a yeah, little. Exactly. <laughs> well, and honestly, sometimes like timing just isn't right. Like sometimes maybe yeah. you could have done everything right and like it just for some reason it just did not hit the mark yeah. and like my friend actually Mark Hemion they they him and his somebody's like created this app called yay nay and this guy has done like he works for google he's worked for youtube like he is a big head honcho like design in the design world and he knows like top people like he had the right people promoting it like you know overall he thought it was a great idea and this thing just still just for a lot of different reasons, yeah. like just did not work. And he wrote yeah. this really great article on Medium um, that you guys, Ooh. everybody should Show read. Notes. We'll, and we'll, it, we'll link to it. Yeah, and uh, it just like it starts from eight, from beginning to end, like how mm. they developed this app, like all the steps, what ended up killing it, and like the like the bullet pointed lessons that they mm. learned. And 
And it just goes to show, like, if somebody like him can fail that's succeeded at some really crazy big things and sold off some startups, like, sometimes things just don't work. And it's not anybody's fault. It's just, like, the time was off and, you know, it just didn't that's hit the mark. That's just the risk so. you assume when you take on a new partner. It is. I, I think a lot of people who are, like, a little bit more green, too, don't understand that, like, just because you have 100,000 people on a thing doesn't necessarily mean it's, like, gold, <laughs> right. you know? That's insane to get a hundred thousand people to do a, do anything, it's crazy. you know. But it just it doesn't really mean anything unless there's like staying power and just like oh, yeah. actual conversions or something. It just man. Yeah, it's tough. It's so messy. hey, Ugh, the internet. We. So is this the is this the part where we go into like the the like dating part? Like dating? what you look for you what you look for in a partner? Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do this every show. We make our guests uncomfortable by probing them about their dating lives. No, we make them uncomfortable in any sort of way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily be uh, No, this dating. is the part of the show where we ask for some last words. And uh, a new thing we're doing, which I, I really like, is framing it in two ways. One is if you can take one thing away from this show, what you would you want our audience to take away from it? And then two, how can they support you? Um, maybe, okay, well, st- maybe start with the support too. Like, where can people find you? What can they do to like help you guys out? Okay, okay. So this is Amy. Um, hey, so, Amy. Hi. <laughs> um, so you can find us at hoodspadesign.com. We just recently changed our web address since nobody nobody knows what hoodspa is. By the way, can I define hoodspa? Please. Uh, you can. And hold on. Let me let me let me do it from my point of view. My point of view, it was hoodspa, like chutzpah, right? Like the mm-hmm. Jewish Yiddish. thing, right? Yiddish. Yeah. And it was just your, like, street flair, right? Yeah, it's like moxie. Sort of, yeah, like moxie. Like, exactly, moxie. street flair. Like, you I know, you've moxie, got yeah. guts. You, you're brazen. You're brash. Like, you're bold. Like, you're not afraid. Oh, yeah. And people on the that. East Coast get it. People on the East Coast always get it. And Jews love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but out here on the West Coast, it is lost on everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh no. man. So if you have anything to take away, in Amy's opinion, <laughs> no, no, but, but then don't name your company after you. Yes, don't name your, smartly name your company so that people can spell it and emails, you know, find their way to you. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's how you can find us, hoodspadesign.com. And we actually just re- recently did our website, so that's kind of exciting. It looks but nice. It really does. If it's a little glitchy, just, you know, get, be easy on us. We're don't be a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find us. We're also on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, you can follow our personal accounts on Instagram. We usually post like progress shots of work and stuff. Who's is better? Who's Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Well, Well, I'm only going to follow one after this. I am way more active. And this is Amy. (laughs) (laughs) But Jay, if we're talking about quantity, then Amy, if we're talking about quantity, What have we done? What have we done? Let's let our audience decide for themselves. How can they find you on each of those Instagram handles? So, okay, I'll just admit Amy's better. (laughs) Oh, that was nice. (laughs) So, um, Amy, I'm at um, Amy Hudlum. And then Jen is at Mine's the Good Hudlum. Oh, nice. I like the Hudlum part, too, though. Because it's it's got that, again, just getting that street in there, that street sense. That's nice. Um, and then this is Jen, and if I would encourage you to take away anything, it would be to, that as creatives, it's so important to really figure out structure. So structuring your contracts, structuring, you know, invoicing, structuring how you deal with clients, 
structuring your scheduling to make sure clients know when they're getting stuff, making sure subcontractors know exactly what their roles are, what they're expected, always making sure that the deliverables are clearly defined before you start projects. Um, and really just kind of like stress testing someone's personality, you know, with like a, a kind of small project before you bring them in into something yeah, really good. big, you know? Um, cause if they can handle, you know, something small and you enjoy working with them, then, you know, you can kind of start bumping them up the food chain, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely when working with people in close quarters, always making sure that roles are very clearly defined and who answers to who for what and who's in charge of what is like so important. Two things on this. One, like, uh, uh, one reason, like I was really excited to have you guys on is cause you guys have the street smarts there. You know, a lot of creative people get really caught up in this, like, as if, like, business is messy when, like, they have to do business. And I really appreciate you guys sharing that perspective because it's so fucking important. It's and huge. It's and I like, feel like creatives, stuff. Yeah. yeah, they they act like business is, like, a four-letter word. Like, I'm just in it for the creative. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you're broke. And, <laughs> for like, a reason. Like, so many people. <laughs> you know, or you're unorganized right. or, like, whatever, you know. It's or like, your clients don't come back to you because they feel like you let them down or that you dropped the ball because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, or, it's this responsibility. It's about being yeah. a professional. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day, it it's is, just being yeah. professional. Being professional, totally, totally. So, yeah, and I think if you want to get bigger clients who, um, like, are able to pay you for, like, the work that you can do, I think you have to have that level of professionality. Yeah. It's just key. Boom. Wow. Yeah. That's all, boys and girls. Well said. <laughs> yes, well said indeed. I, I mean, I got to thank you guys for being on. This was a great conversation, and you brought a lot of things to light that I hadn't considered when forming partnerships and considering partnerships and to get your unique perspective on the matter was I think just awesome. Just, yeah. just enlightening. It was it was so enlightening. <laughs> I, I, I uh, we'll see you in Newport, I guess. Yeah, you guys are fun. We're gonna be in Minneapolis. Oh man. Are you hey listen, <laughs> you guys, I'm so serious about this. Like here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a note down here. I'm gonna follow up with you guys. I'm moving in. What is it? The well, wait. Uh, pro tip: We don't date these because you know we they're release timeless. them all the time, okay, yeah. so we don't date them all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're so timely. Um, but I'm moving soon, and uh, I'm gonna send you guys some pics of the new studio, Ooh. and also of the extra bedroom, and also a list of all the cool design firms in Minneapolis. And we will see you in Minneapolis. Sell us, sell us, Grant. Let's I'm telling you, that was a, that, I mean, if that's not, if that's not enough for you guys, honestly, you guys could drum up so much business in Minneapolis. Besides, just like, oh, I would love to partner with you guys. Hey, let's get three or four other design firms partnering with you guys, and all of a sudden, you guys have like a 50 person shop. And now all of a sudden you're like moving to San Francisco. All of a sudden Dang you're it. in Hong Kong. You know, you know what I, I mean? really like, you. No, I don't know why that would be like the place to go. I love the people of <laughs> it just China. felt very international. But I don't know if I could like make it out there. <laughs> no, me either. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's there's strong Jewish roots there, which seems to be also, important. We're not Jewish, so I don't know. Why What's we wrong with you? <laughs> but that's for the next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On episode two <laughs> of uh, all right, part, part well, two of episode note, nine. Thanks again, guys. It was a really great show. Cool. Yeah, thanks, thank thanks to you guys. It was yeah. so fun. Thanks so yeah, much absolutely. for having us. Of course, of course. I think we can. I think ship we should it. ship it. Ship it. Ship it. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you.